White Cloud, feed to the right, back in front, White Cloud scores! White Cloud, bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone, Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud, the righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds, through the left circle, number nine closing in, he scores! It's an overtime winner, Jack Eichel, 2-1 Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Back at it, trying to start another streak tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. We'll have the pregame show for you at 6 o'clock. The VGK Insider Show uh, is before that from 4 until 6 in Section 104. Looking forward to it. Uh, the San Jose Sharks and the Arizona Coyotes in town this week on a Tuesday, Thursday uh, twin build, and we've got some tickets to give away at 702-876-1340. Don't call now. Uh, I'll tell you when, but I want to make sure you got the number ready and we fixed the phone so everything's going to be good. How would, Hey, Chapman, here's a question. Yes. If the phone hadn't worked, how would we have given away these tickets? I don't know. We would have had to think of something creative. Right. Yeah. Something on our feet. Thank goodness we don't have to do that and think on our feet. Well, uh, well yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm not good at that. No, I know. That's why I said, thank goodness, <laughs> we're not going to have to uh, do that. Uh, we've got Bruce Cassidy from earlier today on Nighttime at Noon with Dave Gosher and Dan Duva. That's coming up in just a little bit. But want to tell you, uh, tomorrow is a big day for the reverse retro jersey, available for purchase exclusively at team stores tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's I, I saw a couple today. I was really excited to see them in the rack upstairs and to, to know that that's coming tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock at the Arsenal at City National Arena is awesome. Uh, come and have your photo of the uh, New Jerseys using the hashtag Glow Nights Glow. Glow Nights Glow is wow. the hashtag. Uh, there's going to wow. be uh, a Golden Knights um, DJ, uh, the broadcasters are going to be around. Some of the VGK cast will be there uh, all morning. And the uh, the Armory at T-Mobile will be open at 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow uh, while the livery at Lifeguard Arena is open at 11. So uh, multiple different places to get your new reverse retro jersey, which goes on sale officially tomorrow for in-store sales. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm stoked for tomorrow. I can't wait to see those jerseys out and about around town inside T-Mobile Arena. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and I cannot wait to see them on the ice in a game. And that's we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, it's on not the 26th, yet, right? But we are getting there. November 26th will be the first time the Golden Knights are suiting up in the reverse retro. So get your gear now so that you can wear it to the Fortress when the Golden Knights put them on for the first time. It's going to be neat. Is well, You won't be there, but so many people are going to buy these jerseys and they've got the uh the glow in the dark aspect to it both under black light and and jerseys that will just glow in the dark on the uh the authentic uh, adidas uh jerseys uh the, where the crest uh, shines up green people are going to buy them and they're going to immediately run into a dark robe it's like can you see me <laughs> and and, it, and it's going to happen and and the yeah. other part is it's gonna be really cool 
Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that you do anytime you get something that glows in the dark. You you rush home and you find, or you rush into a place where it does, where there's no light, and then you try to see how much and how much glow there is on on your whatever it is, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's it's something, some type of effect on your on your shoes or your socks or whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be really fun to to have that going on all the way um, around the valley for the Golden Knights in in, in debut of their their reverse retros. I I cannot wait to be right up close to one. I haven't been close to one yet. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to do that for sure. One thing you do realize when you, when you try to find that, uh, that dark room, I gotta, I gotta see what, what this, uh, really looks like up close is it's hard to find a truly dark room in the middle of the day, no matter where you're at. You think it's easy, but you, you run in a room, you close the door, about the there's light coming in through the window, or uh, through the, the the crack in the uh, in in the door. It's it's difficult to to get her all locked down, fully fully dark. Blackout curtains, baby. Come yeah. on. But who's got those just sitting around? This guy. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. But you, so you, you could make a, in the middle of the day, you could make a room yeah. completely dark. I can. Yeah. It's great. Well, it's a- everybody head out to Pahrump, hang out with, uh, <laughs> with Ryan. But after you buy your new reverse retro jersey, we'll, uh, we'll post your address. Okay. You just let me know and I'll, I'll post Not it up there. That. Right bit, right there with the, uh, with the poll about what, uh, whether or not you consider the San Jose Sharks, uh, arrival. Of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, go to Twitter. Ryan the Hockey Guy has that. Uh, let's get to what happened earlier today on Fox Sports Las Vegas, and that is the conversation with Bruce Cassidy, uh, conducted by Dan Duva and Dave Gosher, where the coach of the thirteen and three Vegas Golden Knights uh, wandered over to Studio Thirty One and hung out for a while. Dave Gosher, Dan Duva, great to have you with us here on Nighttime at Noon. We're happy to be joined by Bruce Cassidy, Golden Knights. Head coach, nice enough to stop by. Um, how's it going? Yeah, good. good. <laughs> Quiet day today. Yeah, so, uh, that's good. Recharge the batteries. So, what do you do on it? So, no practice for the team. What does the coaching staff do on a day like this? Uh, we were informal today. Everyone was in uh, on their own time. Um, you know, some have you know school drop off for kids and. Other people are a little later or earlier. Uh, most of the guys get a little quick workout in. We, we like I said, we didn't meet to go over uh, anything from the St. Louis game. We we were in yesterday and we start our prep work for San Jose last night, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. So uh, just a little downtime. It's interesting to have a couple of days with no practice, no hockey after the travel back after the ten day trip. I know that there's a certain sense of wanting to rest mentally, physically. But as a coach with a new team, I can't imagine how much you're itching to get your hands on the guys as much as you possibly can. Um, yes and no. I think it's just when you're away from your families for 11 days, guys just need time to, yeah. to decompress. It went really well out on the road. Uh, there's parts of our game that obviously we could work on every day, and, and any coach would tell you that, that it needs to work. But you got to balance that with getting away from the rink and enjoying um some time away from it. I mean, it's Vegas. It's sunny out. So get outside, <laughs> enjoy the sun, um, or w- whatever it is. You you know, get to the rink with your kids in minor hockey, wh- whatever they're doing this time of year, and uh, and come back a little more uh, recharged. I think that helps you over the course of a long year. 
The team's off to a great start, Bruce. The best start they've ever had, 13-3 and three here through 16 games. A lot has gone well. I, I wonder if coaches, by their nature, tend to, to worry about more the things that aren't going well. Uh, uh, yes. What are you worried about? <laughs> Absolutely. What are you worried about? Well, our team defense is, is good, not great, and I want to get it closer than move the needle closer to great. Um, part of that is... You know, we've instilled some some new things and principles that players are still working through. Uh, part of that is, you know, you're playing good players a lot. Of, you know, and, and part of it is what Dan alluded to, you know, practice versus rest and going through those things. So you're doing predominantly video and you're not working on it maybe um, every day on the ice. When, but we'll keep uh, chipping away at that. I think our penalty kill is coming, turning the corner a little bit here. Was, was you know, should have been a big part of a getting points against St. Louis to kill four penalties and then score a shorty. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done in the third period to get any points. But, um, you know, there's always things you want to look at. I think our, our offensive game is good right now. I think we're, we're generating lots. Uh, the, the analytics back that up. Um, but, yeah, there's there's always things that you're, you're sort of going through in your head. Um, line combinations, you know, we put Cotter in the other day. That's the one line that we're looking to see how we can form some chemistry on that trio and get them to be productive for us. And good to see Phil get some goals uh, the last couple of games. So, you know, maybe that's coming around as well. You think about the way that the team was in preseason, the first few games, and you said along the way, the line combinations today could be different in a week or two weeks or two months, et cetera. Now that it's been a month and a half of regular season. As a coach, generally, do you like to have um, some runway for some guys to figure it out? Are you inclined typically to, to change things quickly, especially when you've got guys who are healthy scratches who would love to get back in the lineup? Well, there's always going to be runway. I think that's just the way it is until you've really you know, drilled down on what you want. Um, and then you weigh the production, right? The, those other line, the three other lines I find have really clicked fairly well for what the ask has been and then the other like I said Howie and, and Ammo and Phil and, and Jake and Paul have been kind of in and out and we're, we're in fairness to them um, you got to give it some time to, to let the chemistry develop I, I, you know you want someone to be the glue to that line and that's a little bit of why guys are in and out who can really pin down and make that line go and get it back on the rails if it starts deviating away from that You'll see that with the other lines, I think, have corrected themselves quickly uh, when they haven't had it, and for the most part, they have had it. So it's a good problem to have, to be honest with you. Uh, we, we're really happy with three of them. The other one's not like we're unhappy. We're just trying to find the right combinations and help them play together better with, you know, better puck support, playing closer to, you know, still allowing them to play their strengths. So, again, we've got to let that play out. We'll see where it goes. The ability, Bruce, to put points away early in seasons you know you had a we asked you about this i think when the team got off to the you know first couple of weeks and you made the point there's some teams that barely make the playoffs you know there's some teams that make it comfortably and you've been part of those teams in boston they've had teams here that win it uh win it uh, make it with more than enough room but the importance of being able to get points in the bank is at some point i mean hopefully not but you're gonna hit a little bit of a lull in your play to be able to do that yeah you will and 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 well, I better be careful how I say this, but hopefully we do hit a little bit. You got to see what you're made of in tough times. Adversity can be a good. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to meet it the first time in, in round one and game. You know what I mean? You'd like yeah. to have gone through some of that, so you see how do the players respond? How do they 
respond to being challenged day by the coaches, by the opposition, by your own, maybe your own home crowd. There's a lot of different things that go into it, and you should have gone. Most teams, I think it's it's really unusual if you don't. I think Florida last year was probably in Tampa a few years ago. Look, Tampa that first round went through it. And, yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't know exactly what happened, but you'd like to have gone through some of it. Not anywhere near like last year with all the injury challenge you don't want that don't don't mistake what i'm saying here but a little some bumps in the road maybe to to fight through things and get the team to to come together i think there's different times during the year you can do that in positive manners one of them was in buffalo the other night i thought was awesome for our guys to, to we're really supporting jack and and phil's streak and but there can also be some other ones where there's bumps too and you pull through and come out of it better than the other side and prepares you better down the road. So, But I still like to be one of those teams that's comfortably in most of the way, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's anybody would tell you that. You never want to chase it. We're not chasing it right now. Um, you know, let's you know, sort of keep keep our feet on the ground and, and, and keep looking forward to the next game and getting better. And um, that's kind of the plan. It's been since day one, and so far so good. So when the lull happens down the road and there's people thinking, what the hell's going on here? The head coach will be, well, that's not the worst thing in the world. To yeah, I mean, no, no one's going to be on top of their game, yeah. uh, you know, consecutively. What's good about uh, most good teams is if someone veers off or a line, then someone's picking them up. And I see that with our group, right? It's not like our our whole game is outstanding every night. There's There's – pockets of it where it, it you know it gets away from us but we're able to get it back and that's a, to me a sign of a good team it doesn't go off the rails for 10 days it might go off for a period right and, mm. or two and then you get it back and um, so th- those are the things that you know make up of a good team pick each other up when, when things aren't at their best um, win games when you're you've got you maybe you're more of your b game than your a game um, keep working on getting your a game uh, get it, get to the A game quicker than the other team, and and uh, you know usually they'll have success. There are a few other moments talk about coming together that you listed off. Eichel's third period in Buffalo, the hat trick, rallying around Phil Kessel in the milestone. But you also mentioned when Petrangelo got checked against the boards, Riley Smith got hit going into the wall. Some might say, hey, you know that doesn't really affect the wins and the losses oh, it but, does. but but that's oh, what I'm so saying good. I wonder if you could try to put into words what does that mean no it means guys are sticking together and it's 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 just automatic there wasn't you know sort of hey coming between periods we got to get that you know there was just bang we're in there and we're doing it and it was on the road twice it wasn't like it was at home you're doing it in front, you know what I mean it was just like I said very uh, good to see as a coach, and I think I'm sure the players feel that way right away when they see everyone going automatically. Whoever's first on the scene, whoever's turn it is. I, it's a term I used to. When it's your turn, it's your turn to get in there. And it was, you know, Petro certainly was able to bounce back, but Marty, it was his turn. He was first on the scene, and it was Marshy or Carly, and I forget in Washington. So, first on the scene, guys in there. I uh, love it as a coach. I think the players would tell you the same thing. Have you ever had a team sweep a five-game road trip like that one? Boy, I'd have to think about it. Boston, we had some good teams and some good runs, uh, um, but I don't know. I, I, I would have to, to look back. Usually a five-gamer for us when you're in the east is, is out west, so I'm yeah. trying to think. And we Believe it or not, we always had a tough time in, with Anaheim. We, we could win <laughs> in L.A., we could win in San Jose. Anaheim was always the one for us that seemed to get us. And um, So I, I, I honestly, I, oh, you know, one year we came out, and we did the West, and we did Vegas, and we finished in St. Louis. I think it was and lost in a shootout. We might have got five out of six on that trip. I remember mm-hmm. it was a really – I remember it was the year we tra- – it was the cup run. We traded for Charlie Coyle, and he met us in the middle of the trip. He could have met us in Boston. Um, 
at the end of the trip, and he wanted to come to Vegas because I think the guys were actually doing their, imagine that, their rookie party. Amazing. Not a dummy. Amazing. So, <laughs> what time? And I, if I remember that, that trip, maybe the stats geeks could back that up, but I think we were on a five, six or seven gamer, and uh, uh, actually stats nerds, I called them in Boston. It, it was it, it, all in, in good fun, and, it, and it's a kind of a term of respect too uh, and, and maybe endearment too. endearment exactly <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. these guys are my friends they they help us win so um at the end of the day that might have been one like that yeah. it's a great feeling when you're on the road to different you know you're moving from, and different guys are it's not just your goalie pitching shutouts every night it's not a guy getting a hat trick it's different people i, I tell you it's, those are those are great team bonding moments yeah you talk about since you brought up the numbers it, we got into this because we love the game we can learn something about the game, perhaps, from the numbers. How, with all of the information that's provided to you, do you trust your gut? Do you trust the numbers? How do you approach that balance? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because you got to be careful both ways. I mean, you can't ignore numbers that's, that are flashing red. Like, hey, you guys are giving up way too much. You know, even though you're winning, some coaches, ah, we're winning. It's all that matters. And other times, um, you know, you, you're winning games and, and you're, you're looking at how, oh, you know, we suck in this area, we're no good here, and, and you forget that, hey, we found ways to win, which is which is the end result, right, that matters. Name of the so game. The process matters along the way, how you get in there matters, so there's always a balance. It's funny, we, I was just in talking to Tom, and we do eight-game segments, so we just completed one this morning, and we're going to touch up on it uh, tomorrow or Wednesday and go through it and look at numbers that maybe jump out. I think the assistants always have their areas. They're like, okay, our, you know, our forecheck wasn't good in this eight-game segment, yet our special you know what i mean so you, they want to make sure they tidy up their area so what it's good for too is is it reinforces certain things and what you can do on video with your group too okay but maybe we got to go back and you said you can't follow every area of the game live as it's going along and you sometimes the numbers help you know in neutral zone defense teams are getting right through us i thought we weren't bad you know because we weren't giving up rushes maybe or goals so there's always areas you p- pick through it specifically the assistants i think and uh it can reinforce some of what they're some of their what they're working on are you a less is more guy when it comes to the analytics yeah i, I think i take in a lot of it myself just because i want to know every area and then you can meet with the coaches hey but i don't put a lot on the players plates analytics it's more for internal okay this is where the direction of the team's going that's what i see but we got to we got to tidy up here. So I never go in and tell the players, "Hey, we're fifth and expected goals against an entry." You know what I mean? They don't want to hear that. Their eyes would be rolling back. Right? They're kind of, <laughs> you know, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we generating offense? Are we not? Um, you know, it's it's a little more simplified. I think when you walk through the doors and try to get it through to the players of of the area you want to sort of reinforce or correct. Yeah, I think about it similarly on our broadcast, too. We've got all these numbers. Look at all this stuff. Look at all this junk. But if you were to try to... You guys may be these stat nerds we're talking about. No, no. I'm not saying you're... uh, All right, but but no papers with my eye test tells me... Well, well, that's the thing. The the (laughs) trick is you don't know which one of these numbers will be most helpful for the listener to know. That's right. But the more numbers you throw at them, the more they kind of go in one ear and out the other, and I think that's kind of what you're saying. I think when you're doing a, a, a game, right, like there's... Uh, how many times has a team won when they've given lost the special teams battle in Buffalo? We gave up we gave up two two power play goal or short or a shorty and two power play goals. How many games are you going to win doing that? Not very many. Yeah. Good for us, but that's where all those all the scribbly stuff you got there. We can't read handy, most of think, this. Right? Yeah, anyway, there's there's, there's, there's way too much. The hieroglyphics. You just never know when you might need one of these numbers, right. and it might be might be useful. Can I tell you a quick a quick story? Yeah. If you know. So the last game, my second year coaching in Jacksonville. 
we had a player assistant that was, was thinking about getting into coaching. He was a little bit older, so I made a deal because uh, I used to do a little color at the end of my career. I went upstairs, and my GM was okay with it because we uh, we were locked into wherever we were, and he coached the game. And I went up and I called uh, the second period of the game. You I, did. I, I'm a bit of that guy too. I was How a Danny Gallivan guy. I love back. Yeah. The, that's you know the old Montreal oh, yeah. Canadiens, yeah, Rock of Canada, Bob Cole. So I used to to. to to love doing that, so I, and I don't know how it went over. To be honest with you, I'm not sure how many people were listening back in Jacksonville to the Lizard Kings <laughs> last game of the year, but I uh, gave it a shot. Kept the tape somewhere. Do you have it still? Oh, I we probably gotta find that tape. <laughs> but it would be one of those ones oh, you stick yeah. in, like the uh, what were they? The little uh, you know the mini, Walkman tapes. Yeah, a little mini. micro cassette tapes. I don't know if it was mini, but it was certainly the like, regular it's cassette tape. Yeah. A couple oh, of moves it. later, it might have been gone. But uh, did you enjoy it? I, I like it because. I like to talk hockey, right? Yeah, so Brown. for me, yeah. um, I, 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 I just realize how hard it is in the moment to get everyone's name right, who's got yeah. the puck, and how fast the game is. So there's obviously a talent involved in how much you describe and how much you just let play out, right? Talent's so. a good word. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always say to Shane, we're proof any dummy can do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> Believe me when I tell you. <laughs> hey, uh, quick question for you, Bruce. I'm going to click on something here. The league standings are... Uh, mm. There's another team that's uh, had a good start. Your yeah. old squad. Do you yeah. keep tabs on the old team? You guys have been the two best teams in the league, Bruins and Vegas. So yeah, far. no, of course. Uh, there's a, a ton of players. I mean, I got a ton of respect for that organization. Uh, the, the players in that locker room, I, I wish them the best, obviously yeah. not when they play us. And uh, happy to see you know them have success. They certainly have some new faces. But there's a lot of, a lot of returning guys in that team that had a good year last year. We just came up a game short in uh, game seven in the first round. And, Unfortunately, that's, that happens. You know, you play good teams. But, yeah, I keep uh, tabs on them. And I'll, I'll pay a little more attention to their actual game once, you know, when they're around. You know, I think they're two or three weeks out because you yeah. do your pre-scout. But in general, yeah, you, you, you hear about them. Is it December 5th? 5th there and then here maybe the week yeah, later or something like week, that? Yeah, a yeah, week yeah. or so. I know they're very close together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Bruce, uh, wonderful to have you here as usual. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, appreciate yeah, thanks it very for much. Having Vegas Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy stopping by Studio 31 today on nighttime at noon every Monday on Fox Sports Las Vegas. One hour of VGK Hockey Talk to go along with the two hours that you get daily here on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A lot in that discussion with Dan Duva and Dave Gosher with the head coach. It's tough to get past the fact that he was calling some hockey, though. Yeah. I mean that's fun. Like, and and you know it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't really it, it tracks for me, right? Because as Bruce said, he likes to talk hockey. That's it's one of the things that that you really notice in his answers at the podium on a night to night basis. After a win, after a loss, doesn't really matter. Uh, Bruce will get into the finer details and the points of the game, and he does it because he just enjoys doing it. So it makes a lot of sense to me uh, that he would go up and 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 have a little bit of fun with it. That, that's great. Other uh, topics to uh, unwrap is the status of where he is when it comes to being totally happy with this hockey club and tweaking a few things and working on that third line is one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's going to be kind of the big question for the Golden Knights moving forward. And I don't know that there's necessarily a right or an easy answer, though I do like 
what he said in terms of runway with those players particularly. You're trying to build on chemistry. You're trying to build on uh, and grow a line to be a, a line that contributes the way that, say, uh, you know, a Nick Waugh, Ke- uh, Keegan Colasar, and Will Carrier line does. And those players have had the luxury and the benefit of playing together for quite a while here within this Golden Knights organization. So I think it's a, a, a process. I think it's going to take time. Uh, but the idea that Bruce Cassidy isn't afraid to tinker with it and try to find the right combinations, uh, that should make Golden Knights fans pretty happy. Does your third line has to have to outproduce the Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar, uh, William Carrier line, or can it be somewhat similar? I don't think it has to outproduce it. I think it's got to be somewhat similar. Like, I think you, you want equal production from your bottom six if you can get it. I, I mean, in an ideal world, you'd like your third line to score a little bit more than your fourth line. Um, but I think the way that that Colasar, Carrier, and Wah are playing right now, if you're able to get equal billing from your bottom six, you're going to be just fine. Uh, anything that you uh, want to get to uh, that you heard from Bruce? Well, the idea on facing adversity in the regular season. I I know that you and I have kind of had this discussion before. I think it's a good thing to have to battle through some things over the course of the regular season. I'm not certain, and as Bruce mentioned, not you know, the injury issues that the Golden Knights faced last year. But, you know, you, you drop a couple of games, all of a sudden things start to, to go against you. How do you mend that? How do you turn the tide? How do you find that next gear in, in citing some of the, those teams, the Florida Panthers last year, that kind of were able to go through the regular season without too many hiccups? And the Tampa Bay Lightning, the year they got swept by John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I, I think that the fact that Bruce is going to um, – he doesn't want them. You're not searching for them, but you're going to welcome it as a learning tool is a good thing for Vegas. Why it's advantageous is if you're looking at it from a coach's point of view, Yeah, you lose a couple in a row, four to five, let's say, uh, on, on a bad skit. You find out who goes into a pout, who gets... Mm-hmm ticked off, who is just maintains a happy-go-lucky attitude. Uh, there might be somebody that's uh, that's even keel. Who's the pick-me-up guy? Who's the guy that needs to be picked up? Uh, and, and you find all those different uh, personalities that, that evolve through uh, a, a down stretch during it. And so you, you, you're ahead of the game a little bit in what did I do to get that guy out of the slump. What yeah. did I do to get that guy uh, back going and being part of the group if he's if he's uh, off on his, uh, on his own uh, dealing with it and, and internalizing it? That's the real advantageous part about one of those soft spots in a performance, uh, team performance during the course of the season. Yeah, and I think for Bruce as a new coach, it's going to be invaluable to see and learn those things about this hockey team. Like, which guys are you going to be able to to rely on to be the ones that that kind of pull themselves out of out of whatever slump or hole that they're in, or are trying to lead this team by example? And then how you have to coach certain players, individuals, uh, because it is so individualistic. How you're able to kind of get them back to the level that they need to be. So I I don't know that anyone's looking for or hoping for a skid of any kind, uh, but you do learn a lot about your team, about the individuals and the makeup when you do have to face a little bit of adversity in the regular season. 
And the words of Mark Stone, try to start a new streak tomorrow night. And that uh, happens against the San Jose Sharks. We have the pregame show at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, preceded by the VGK Insider Show. Uh, 702-876-1340. I have a pair of tickets to see the Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. Be caller number 12. To 702-876-1340. Why call her 12? Well, I don't want to make it too much of a, a task for Chris Chapman, but I really want to break in this new phone and make sure it works properly. 702-876-1340. We'll be back with one-timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Let's get into it. Injury news affecting the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we were on the fence last week. What do you do with your Columbus? Do you go out and you make a trade uh, because uh, they had uh, some big injury injuries? debilitating stuff happening last week or do you try to ride it out and if it doesn't work then you're right there in the middle of the draft lottery for Connor Bedard well they piled on the injury bug did this uh, this week Patrick Liney gone for another three to four weeks with a sprained ankle it's starting to make it look like there's no decision they're probably going to be in a world of hurt by the time the month of uh, December turns to January Connor Bedard sweepstakes, baby. Let's go. That's yeah. the only right answer here for Columbus. Well, I got. He was uh, injured in that loss against the New York Islanders. He has four points, two goals, two assists in eight games because he's been held back, missing yep. six games earlier this season, sustaining the uh, right elbow injury. He did come back, made made a fast recovery from that game, was able to play uh, in the Global Series in Tampere, Finland, uh, but uh, he's back out in the sidelines. It's, it's not good for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who had high hopes of being competitive this year after the offseason acquisition of Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs will start Matt Murray in goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow night. Interesting that Matt Murray would return against the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow night. Uh, The 20-year-old was a full participant uh, uh, for a third consecutive practice after he sustained an adductor injury earlier this year during a morning skate. Um, Do you want to to give it a timeline before he gets hurt again, or is that unfair? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's absolutely unfair. It's kind of mean-spirited, to be honest with you. But, hey, it's the Leafs, and it, what are we if not mean-spirited it, when it comes to the Leafs? So, um, well, he, and he has trouble staying the, healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a simple fact. It, it's, it's not debatable. So I feel like he's been able to get through three practices. He's been fine. Let's see where he's at after a game. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting because I, I don't believe – Matt Murray is going to be able to get through the rest of this season without any type of setbacks or any type of nagging injuries that he's going to either that are going to force him to miss time. So it's positive for the Leafs right now that they've got him at his disposal, but at their disposal. But but even going into the season, outside of the injury issues, the questions about Matt Murray were whether or not he was or is still a legitimate number one goaltender. So the injuries kind of on the back burner. Is Matt Murray going to be able to give you 
enough good hockey in order to win hockey games. I'm not sure yet. So the, the, the verdict's even out there, too. Oh, this is a crushing one from the Ottawa Senators. Thomas Shabbat uh, gone at least a week with a concussion. That Ooh. holds them back big time because he is by far their best defender. Yeah, I mean, that's not ideal for Ottawa. Um, you know, they just lost again today to the to the New York Islanders. So um, the rails, uh, the, the, the you know, the wheels are kind of coming off right now for the Ottawa Senators without Thomas Shabbat for at least a week. That's not going to be good for a team that already doesn't defend particularly well. And now you're taking your best defenseman out. Also a guy that could put points on the board. Um, it's real interesting in Ottawa. They were expected to take a step and... They just have not yet. It's the same old story right now for Ottawa, and that's got to be disheartening for their fans, and I would argue for the players in the room and the organization as a whole. Yeah, that was a cool game today, though. They hosted the New York Islanders. They played that game as a 5 o'clock face-off. Yeah. And then invited everybody to stick around at the Canadian Tire Centre and watch the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, uh, which includes Daniel Alfredson, on the big scoreboard. So kind of a neat idea that the, because yeah. they just happen to be playing on Hall of Fame night and, boy, their captain's going in. That's a sp- split allegiance, and they uh, hold it open that they can get a decent gate, and then uh, everybody can still watch the induction. I am a firm believer that on Hall of Fame induction night, the National Hockey League schedules should be quiet, dark. Sure. No yeah. games. I don't know yeah. why we continue to do this every year. Uh, it's one of my pet peeves because somebody's always going to uh, have that. Well, I want want to watch the speeches. I want to watch everybody go in. These are legends of the game. Uh, yeah. But I've got uh, tickets to the, to the contest. You shouldn't be in that that position. It for one night a year, we can shut it down and have the entire spotlight on Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I'm, I'm not. I don't feel as strongly as you do, but I, I am all for anything that gives us uh, something in in the ballpark of uh, staggered game times or at least unique starting times for games in the NHL. Um, so I like what the Ottawa Senators were able to do with today in, in kind of pushing the the start up and allowing for a little bit of uniqueness to the schedule today in the NHL. So. I wish that we could see a little bit more of that um, on a regular basis, to be honest with you. Uh, three stars of the week are up. Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche is your first star. Linus Allmark, goaltender from the Boston Bruins, is the second star. And the third star goes to New York Rangers blue liner Adam Fox. Fox was great. Uh, six assists and eight points uh, this week uh, and scored both of New York's game-winning goals as the Rangers uh, try to find their footing and get off to uh, more than just a mediocre start, which is sort of what it's been right now with their record. Linus Allmark has done a job for the Boston Bruins. He has been the guy in goal for Boston so far. Yeah, and, you know, good for him, honestly, because, you know, you look at at how things kind of happened for Linus Allmark in in coming to the the Boston Bruins he wanted to get an opportunity he wanted to get a chance came out of Buffalo um, and there was kind of the question mark about Tuka Rask will he return from his injury and how does that work and it was is largely shared duties between Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman last year but right now Linus is is carrying the bill he's phenomenal and he's 
you know, on a, on a first place team. So congratulations to him for finding his game and, and kind of running with an opportunity here. My buddy Sway didn't get off to the greatest start, and then he got hurt. So it's been right up to Alina's uh, Allmark to uh, continue things on first place in the National Hockey League. And Rantanen, seven points, including a game-winning goal. As the uh, the Colorado Avalanche are rolling, despite all the injuries that they have, and, and they continue to uh, stack against them. But 8-4-1 uh, and one start for the defending Stanley Cup champions, that's pretty good when you take into consideration uh, the players that are out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not panicked, or I wasn't panicked when Colorado was kind of subpar mediocre to start the year. I, I haven't really panicked too much with the injuries and the players out of the lineup because I, I think that this is a team that kind of recognizes all they've got to do is get themselves into the playoffs it doesn't necessarily need to be a team that has to start every single series at home I think that they can absolutely win as a two or three seed in their own division so um, it, the the need the desperation to to try to rock it right up to the to the top of the division isn't necessarily there even though they're just two points out with a, a game in hand on Winnipeg and two games in hand on Dallas so uh, things are going well for Colorado. Miko Rantanen's picking things up, and you know Kale McCarr is just going to do Kale McCarr things. They'll be fine. The longest winning streak in the National Hockey League after the Vegas Golden Knights fell on Saturday night to the St. Louis Blues now belongs to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they have won nine in a row, off to a twelve and three start. Yep. Uh, Sorry, didn't see this happening. Mm-hmm. You, you buy them yet or no? Nope. Still don't buy them, huh? Nope. Nope. Why? But 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 really impressive, and and I'm happy for that group. But uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, whether everybody can, one, stay healthy, which has been an issue uh, around that group for the last uh, number of years. Nico Heischer has has always struggled in that department. Uh Mackenzie Blackwood, we'll see whether he can stay healthy and continue on with his game. Vanacek has been good, uh, and, yep. and I think he's getting better uh, as the season goes on. But uh, but a nice little middle start to the season. I mean, they, they were chanting, fire Lindy in yep. the stands yep. at the start of the year. Yep. You want to know what they're chanting now? Uh, extend Lindy? No, no, they, they actually, their, their last game, um, it was on Saturday. Uh, they were a chance of we're sorry, Lindy. Good, I'm glad. It's yeah. uh, great. That's uh, that's one shows a sense of humor, and uh, two that the the fact that they were they were totally wrong. But they can they can set the longest winning streak of the season in the National Hockey League when the New Jersey Devils uh, jump back into action later on this week. So that it's it wouldn't it be wild to know that that, that a team like New Jersey uh, that that everybody had pegged as a team that was going to be really on the cusp of uh, being challenged to make the Stanley Cup playoffs has the longest winning streak in the National Hockey League. They take on the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night on the road. Yeah, it, it, it will be interesting. Um, I think the New Jersey Devils are really good, and I, I think that they they carry the majority of the play. They are really good at kind of limiting chances against. Vitek Vanacek has been 
really good in, in kind of the absence of Mackenzie Blackwood starting the season not particularly well uh, and then getting hurt. So if you can continue to get the type of play you're getting out of Etek Vanacek and the Devils can continue to play the way that they are defensively and not giving up a ton, um, I don't see any reason why this can't continue. Not the run, but uh, the Devils continuing to put uh, points in the bank and, and continuing to be a really, really good hockey team. So um, I think the Devils are You think they make the playoffs? I think they do, yeah. I, I think they're banking a ton of points right now, right? They're banking a ton of points right now, and, and I do believe that if they can can get 85% of the type of play they've had to start the year based on the fact that they're banking all these points, I think they're going to be able to, to, to find a way into the playoffs. I do. 85% is a lot given that they're a wagon right now winning every game. Hey, the new Adidas reverse retro jersey for the Vegas Golden Knights arrives at the Arsenal at City National Arena tomorrow morning at 9. So you can check it out and pick one up there. The Armory at T-Mobile Arena at 10 a.m. tomorrow. And then you've got uh, the livery uh, over at Lifeguard Arena uh, at 11 a.m. Three different places to pick up your authentic Adidas reverse retro VGK jersey that uh, glows in the dark. Those are your one-timers uh, for this Monday, uh, November on um, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We have two more tickets to give away uh, for tomorrow night's game, VGK against the San Jose Sharks. So one pair of tickets, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. I love to see the Lions light up. Caller number five on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher, you almost stopped talking today because you almost stormed out of here. Yeah, I was I was pretty heated. We had a phone malfunction in the first block. What I would term a goat rodeo of an opening segment on the VGK Insider Show. With open lines, but no ability to answer the phones. And you are doing your best to rectify the situation. And watching you while I'm live on the radio <laughs> deal with that was both entertaining and uh, frustrating. Well, yeah, and it's a good thing I bumped into uh, Kevin. I was on my way back to go find someone, and it's a good thing I bumped into him and was like, dude, our phone is... He goes, your cell phone? I'm like, no, the phone in the studio. I would have come to you if it was my cell phone. But yeah, I was I was contemplating breaking the phone. Like, hmm. the, the, the thought crossed my mind. At what point tomorrow morning would I get a phone call from our general manager and HR if I smashed the phone because it wasn't working? I wouldn't have said anything. No, but someone would have walked in in the morning. And no, we would have just gone bought a know. new one. Yeah. Well, I got your back. You want to start smashing things? I got your back. <laughs> Fortunately, we have the uh, the Radio Shack phones. Remember when Radio Shack used to have the commercials with Howie Long and was it Terry Hatcher? A long, long time ago since Radio Shack has been nope. a thing. And yeah, see, Ryan doesn't even remember. I do. And we have Radio Shack phone. Did he say it was from the 80s? Because it looks like it's from wow, the 80s. It, that's the default for everybody. <laughs> when I was growing up, we'd throw out the 60s. Yeah. Now this 80s of the old 60s. My my grandparents had one of those old rotary phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ones where you would pick it up and it, it not not even on the wall. Like it was like the big yeah, one. I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. I, I don't know. Well, some, some of our listeners may not know. We may have uh, some Gen Z listeners. And my they, kids wouldn't know yeah. what to do with a rotary oh, dial buddy. phone. My, my kid either. He'd have no idea. That you have to 
throw it all the way to the start <laughs> and then let it tick back. How did how did your generation make it? I don't even know. <laughs> you know the the You're worst. Lucky is, we did, kid. We're my, lucky we did. Our our kids will have no idea about payphones, and I don't know how many collect calls I had to make to my mom to come pick Hold me on. up. <laughs> You're seeing the payphone. Well, oh, you, you, you collect call from a payphone. Oh yeah. Uh, how do you make Darren, a collect call from a payphone in local market? I have no idea. I mean, when I was 12, 13, 15 in high school, and I would go out and I had to get picked up from the mall. Did not or know you could do that. Yes, yes. Collect call. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, it's not important. But we, do you guys remember the invention of the QWERTY keyboard? Oh, QWERTY. For sure. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah I know. Right? I, honestly. <laughs> Who doesn't forget that? My kid saw a typewriter the other day. My kid saw a typewriter the other day and said, uh, "Is that one of those old things that people used to use to write letters?" <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to do all my college applications and stuff on a like the essays you on a college? word processor. I attended. Yeah, <laughs> I was enrolled. I don't know if I, I, I actually was going to need some anger management <laughs> classes for you today. <laughs> nope, nope. Close, close. I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm really proud of you. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow from T-Mobile Arena, Golden Knights and Sharks.